gift. <laughs> Pittsburgh? Let's get it. Let's go. Four, one, two. Check, check. If you steal a gang, then you bang, 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 bang. If you with the team, then you gang, bang, gang, gang. If you steal a gang, then you bang, 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 bang. If you with the team, then you gang, bang, gang. Still a nation, what's going on? It's your man Kev Easy, man. This is Stills for Seven Podcast, episode 75. 75. Look, man, it's a good day. It's a good day. You know, I was watching Undisputed, the first takes, and what, well, the clips of first takes, you know, but you know, those type of shows. And man, oh man, are the Browns imploding. I remember seeing something where they said the Browns is going up while the Steelers are in their dark days, right? Or about to enter their dark days, right? And it's crazy how one game, one game after a, a statement or a tweet or whatever was said like that, it was like, wow, like, are, are you guys serious? Uh, like, <laughs> y'all still the Browns. Y'all are still the Browns. The Browns was high over that playoff win. It's fine. It's cool. Whatever. Last year is last year. But this year is this year. And y'all are imploding. Baker Mayfield, he forced his way back. Couldn't make certain throws. Him and Odell's beefing. They didn't trade Odell. Odell's still on the team. Are they going to cut him? We don't know. That's their issue. Back to us. Pittsburgh Steelers. We're 4-3. and three. Yes, we are. 4-3. and three. Yes, we are. And let me just say this, man. We only going higher and higher and higher. The schedule's getting harder, but trust and believe that the guys are going to be ready to go. Ready to go. And ready to go. Because it's a Monday night game, man. It's a Monday night game. But, you know, that's a little talk for a little bit later in the podcast, man. Let me try to break down this. Browns game real quick. If you've seen the stills, excuse me, if you've seen the morning after, if you've seen the morning after, trust and believe, I already covered the Cleveland Brown game. But if you didn't see it on YouTube, which you should subscribe to right now, Stills for Seven Podcasts on YouTube, here's the clip right here. The guy kept easy here, man. It's the morning after. Taking a little stroll through the neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? Pittsburgh still has got the dub 15 to 10 over the Cleveland Browns. The endless Browns, eh? <sighs> what a game, right? I'm not going to lie. After the fact, yeah, it was an exciting game, you know? But was it stressful, nail-biter? Yeah, it was that type, if, you, if you're that type, you know? But shout-out to all the guys, man. Shout-out to Big Ben. He ain't turned the ball over via pick. Um, I don't think he fumbled either, but shout-out to Ben. Played kind of a clean game. Made some throws that, you know, wasn't there, but he ain't going to be perfect. He's not going to be perfect. I'm not expecting it no more. I just don't want him to be the reason why we lose these games, you know, because there's a lot of young guys on here that's really dependent on his knowledge, talent, and expertise when it comes to this game. <laughs> so he can't let them guys down. Najee Harris in the running game. Salute all the way, all the way to those guys, man, especially the offensive linemen, man. Um, it was certain times in the game, you know, when they'll run the replay back and you're able to see behind the offense. You can see how 
Kendrick Green, um, <clears throat> Kevin Dobson, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was able to see these guys open up holes. And it, it was good to see Najee was able to breathe a little bit. And I'll tell you this, if you let Najee get three yards untouched, <laughs> might as well call those first down. <laughs> nah, that's the third down chant, ain't it? But anyway, um, <clears throat> the running game was good. It was good enough to kind of give us some type of control over the game. Whereas, like, yo, you know, Cleveland can do what they want, but we kind of have control because we're able to run the ball. With them, I felt like once Nick Chubb, we, we was able to slow him down because he started pretty early. I'm not going to lie. Nick Chubb is a phenomenal back. Um, but when we was able to slow that down, it put they put the ball in Baker's hands and, you know, <laughs> Baker tried everything he could to hype the crowd up um, on that late hit or semi-late hit. Shout out to Joe Hayden, man. They want to knock out Boss. We gonna we gonna get a quarterback a little something. You feel me? But that's only retaliation, yo. We not dirty. They dirty. <laughs> but um, yeah, they didn't call it. So I ain't tripping. But the funny part about it is when Baker was on the sideline, you heard Tony Romo get hyped. He was talking about, yeah, like oh, something like they're about to fight. And then you just see Baker like come out the crowd with a big roar like <laughs> and I'm sitting there I'm like look at them man look at them soaking this up man but it was all for nothing because they wasn't able to score out again after that and you just shut that thing down uh, defense solid TJ Watt 1.5 um, sacks Cam Hayward might be the best defensive player in the league right now this season at this moment overall player not just you know as rusher not not as rusher but as far as getting sacks and getting home and all that now i ain't talking about that i'm talking about the whole game <laughs> the pff they rank him high the eye test rank him high <laughs> you know what i'm saying um cam hayward man you just have to appreciate a man like that that came in the league he wasn't. He didn't come in as an off, not an all star. He didn't come in as like top, top, top dog. You feel me? He wasn't a slouch either. But you could tell he had to work his way to where he is. And the fact that he's getting better in his thirties is fire. Like those are the type of guys that can play. Like if it's injury free, they can play till they thirty six, thirty seven, and still be impactful. So salute to um, Cam Hayward, man. Salute to all the other guys that chipped in. Um, Trey, you know, um, <laughs> when Ray Ray McLeod fumbled the ball, shout out to Justin Lane for <laughs> Justin Lane for hopping on it, you know, because we could not have lost that fumble there. We couldn't turn the ball over, period. That wasn't something we could have done. And um, we, were, we was able to, for the most part, play clean. Man, I'm not going to lie. At first, I was kind of nervous just a little bit because – you know, we had a bye week last week. So with the bye week, you see our defense in that first drive looks slow, 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 slow. But granted, it only took one drive. That's all it took. So I ain't tripping. So salute to the defense for getting it together. Showing the league like, yo, you know, it may be a better defense on a stat level. But come on, man, as far as 
team camaraderie and everything, and chemistry. Nobody messing with our defense, man. At all. At all. Side note, Bengals lost to the Jets yesterday. <laughs> Ravens probably would have lost too if they played, but we'll see them soon. But, you know, um, overall, it's not much to write home about, man. Big Ben, 24 wins in um, in Cleveland. You know, I think 50 in Ohio now. 50 wins in Ohio. You know, he's an Ohio kid, so you got to win when you go home. So, shout out to Ben for that, man. A lot of players can't go home and have, like, impactful games and all that. Ben's done it for his whole career, so salute to him. And it's dope that, you know, Pittsburgh ain't too far from Ohio, so he's played good in Pittsburgh, too. <laughs> um, anything else I want to add to that, man? We got the Bears on Monday night. Interesting, man. Interesting. We got a long week ahead of us. Shout out to the Twitter, man. It was my first time doing Twitter online um, during the games. Still for seven pot. Make sure you get in tune with that. Not podcast on Twitter, pod. So again, tune with that. Shout out to everybody on Twitter I interacted with. You got some weirdos on there, but it's fine. You know, um, everyone loves football, so it is, it is, it is, what it is with that, man. So, um, man, I ain't gonna lie, yo. I told you, I was excited because you gotta think, man. The Pittsburgh Steelers was in the slumps, you know. I still stand on what I said. This is Ben's last year for me. I, you know, and it's up to him and the Steelers to pretty much make the final call. But to me, I feel like that's it for him. That's it for him. We said come back next year, make this thing right. But one thing to notice, man, and I think all of Steeler Nation need to take a, like the heat of this because our starting running back is a rookie. Our starting tight end now is a rookie. Our start, our starting center is a rookie. Our starting left tackle is a rookie. One of our starting guards is a second-year guy. See where I'm going here? We have a very young offense, man. Um, Juju was our most tenured uh, receiver at four years. You know? Um, Chase is in his second. Deontay in his third up. So, like, I don't really know about Ray Ray and all that, but, you know, he ain't. I don't want to say he not um, important. I'm going to say he not top dog to for me to remember that. But still, y'all get the point, man. It's a whole lot of young guys on the offense. And Big Ben is the only OG for real on the offense. So, that's something to think about, man. So, the fact that you see our offense improving a little bit each month. I mean, not each month. <laughs> each week, each game. You can't get mad at that. You can't get mad at that. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, man, the Pittsburgh still take home the dub 15 to 10. It is a crazy score. I know. I know. It looked like a pickup game that didn't finish because of light. It started lightning or something. It's crazy. 15 to 10. <laughs> but hey, man, like I said, it's your man, Kev Easy. And make sure you subscribe, like, and share this thing. It's the morning after. My fault, my fault, my fault, my fault. Yo, the game ball for offense 
I'm going to have to give it to the offensive line. I said I didn't have – I don't know if I picked anybody yesterday after the game with the live, but I'm going to give it to the offensive line because the fact that they keep getting better each week is just like you have to just salute them, man. Dan Moore had a tough task. We did not help him with Miles Garrett at all. So it's like, come on, man. What you what you expect? Salute to the offensive line. Y'all get the game ball for offense. Defense, I'm sorry, but this award going to have to get broken in half because Mr. T.J. Watt and Mr. Cameron Hayward, you two fellas, man. You two fellas, man. It's the reason why if we bend, we not breaking because you two fellas, man. So those are my two. Well, more than two, of course, but those are the awards, man, offense and defense. Um, how can I forget, man? Boswell got hurt in the game, but Boswell getting hurt in the game, it came from a multiple things. A bad call from Mike Tomlin, which he admitted to. Um, bad instincts from Boswell for holding the ball for 10 years. You know, but like, I'm glad that Boswell's good and everything, man. So, you know, ain't nothing, man. But those are the two awards, man. Offense and defense go to the offensive line, Cameron Hayward and um, TJ Watt, man. I forgot that part. Now I'm out of here. Peace. <laughs> I just find it funny how the Cleveland Browns and their fans is just convinced that they're just top dogs. Like, I don't understand that, but we don't got to think about that for at least for a couple more weeks. Because it's on to the next. It's Monday night. And hold on. Matter of fact, I'm still not. I still don't want to talk about that. The trade deadline came and went. And the Pittsburgh Steelers said bye-bye to Melvin Ingram. And you know Mike Tomlin is famous, world famous, for the quote, we want volunteers, not hostages. And Melvin Ingram... I don't know where the communication went wrong at, but I honestly feel like this is the total reason. You know what? These were my initial thoughts of the Melvin Ingram trade. This is literally probably minutes after the trade. You know, I'll put this blog up as well. So um, this was my initial thoughts. And after a day and a half or two days, I'm going to just let you know how I feel about this now. But this was my initial thoughts. Yo, Steeler Nation, it's official. Melvin Ingram is out of here. He didn't want to be here. He ain't here anymore. Let me tell y'all this, too. Look, Melvin Ingram, he only had, you know what? He didn't he even impact the team like that. But salute to Melvin Ingram. You wanted to come here, you know? I don't know. I, I, I'm not, like, this is not something to go crazy on Melvin Ingram because like, this actually had me thinking a little bit. But Melvin Ingram thought he was better than... Alex Smith, you know, reporting, that was reported out there that that's what he was saying. He's better than Alex Highsmith. It's cool to think that, but if based off the tape, that ain't the case right now. Um, but it's cool. He feel that way. He wanted out. All right, we got him up out of here. Um, but also, that had me thinking about free agents in general and why the Steelers don't really bring in free agents too crazy. Because situations like this, I feel like it's a miscommunication between the organization 
in the players we bring in because it's not the first time this happened. It actually happened with James Harrison. You know, um, when we brought him back, it was like, okay, um, we're going to play the young guys a little bit. You know, we're going to use new situations, but it got to the point that we stopped using them, period. And he, was, he wasn't even getting a hat. So that was a miscommunication there. Um, another miscommunication situation, you go back to LeGarrette Blunt. Now, granted, the players didn't act. They didn't go about it the right way, I guess, in the eyes of the fans, us fans. But, hey, man, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I ain't too mad at Melvin Ingram, man. He, he said what he had to say to get right, you know. Um, I mean, to get out of there, you know. He's, we traded him to the Chiefs for a six-round pick. Melvin he was only worth a six-round pick to the eyes of the Chiefs. So keep that in mind, too, man. Keep that in mind, too. But, hey, man, we got him up out of here. It's your man, Kevy Stills for 7 Podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and sh 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 share of this thing, okay? And make sure you comment how you feel about Melvin Ingram, how you went about it, how you feel about us getting a six-round pick from him. And is he the only stealer we're trading today? Only time will tell. It's your man, Kevy Easy, man. My old. Now that I have time to actually sit here and um, think about it, um, I, just, I, find, I feel the same, man. Melvin Ingram did what he had to do to get out of Pittsburgh. Granted, I didn't like it. I didn't like how everything ended. But, hey, man, it is what it is. You can only live. <laughs> you can only live with what the results are. And the results are he didn't want to be here. So we traded him, man. We got a six-round pick for him. That six-round pick could turn into a five-round, fifth-round pick, depending on the play snaps. Um, if he goes over there, Kansas City, and balls out, hey, that six turned into a five. And, you know, we got Alex – excuse me, not Alex. We got Isaiah Loudermilk in the fifth-round pick that we didn't have before, you know. So, hey, man, anything can happen. Melvin Ingram, salute to him for wanting to come, like I said, I second what I said the first time. He wanted to come here, so he has to get some type of credit for that. But hey, man, the guy's an older guy. I, see me, I'm, I'm, I would think that a player that's in his thirties, they would want to be preserved. They won't want to play crazy. You know, they want, they want to get see another check. You know, and play. But I don't understand the mindset of some of the older players that. Don't want to preserve their bodies. They want to just still play like they're 22 instead of collecting the check and just coming in in certain situations. I don't know. Maybe one day I'll interview one of you and you, you'll tell me why. And it may be something that you say one time that I'm like, oh, that makes total sense. I just didn't think of it because I'm not in a position, you know, but it is what it is with that. Melvin Ingram no more. He's no longer a Pittsburgh Steeler. I'm tight because I was using this avatar a lot during this season, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, there was other rumors out there. You know, Joe Hayden, um, the Eric Ebrons. Nope. They're safe. They're safe. Melvin Ingram was the only one that was traded. You would think that James Washington would have been traded, but I believe the injury to Juju for the season, kind of shut that possibility, like, just shut it down. You know, um, did he want to be traded? We don't know. We don't know. 
But, hey, he's not traded. He's still on the team. And he has a chance on Monday to take things over. Now, some controversy, man. I've been all through these Pittsburgh Steelers groups these past couple days, these past three days, man. And, oh, my gosh. Steelers Nation, Steelers Nation. Got to do better. Got to do better. Some, I believe, per me personally, I feel like some of it's trolling. I believe almost all of it's trolling because a lot of the people that hate Mike Tomlin, they don't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. You know, so I just be in these groups, just putting gasoline on their fire, man. <laughs> but it's hilarious, man. Pittsburgh Steelers, man. The Steelers Nation. If you ain't, it seems like Steelers Gang is the only still a fan group that's that's all about football man and positivity you know what i'm saying all these other little groups out here i don't understand what y'all doing what y'all referencing you feel me i don't know what you, like what gang y'all rep <laughs> i don't know anything about none of that but i tell you this i need to stop hating on mike tomlin you feel me because y'all hating on mike tomlin is probably the reason why we're not winning all that hating energy all that negative energy y'all sending to the Pittsburgh Steelers locker room on that man's step is the reason why we losing. If you believe in that, you know, if you don't believe in that, I got something else for you. Shut up because Mike Thomas not going nowhere. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, man, it is what it is with that one. We're going to move on. We're going to move on, on, on. It was a whole like because. The play, the fake field goal play, yeah, it was a bad call. Mike Tomlin admitted it and everything, but sheesh Louise. You act like he's the only coach to make a mistake or a call that went terribly wrong. Now, Boz would have converted like he'd done before. We wouldn't have this type of talk, but it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not too off on that, man. It's a couple guys I want to acknowledge on the team. Uh Namely the rookies, man. I'm going to start with Kendrick Green. Man, Kendrick Green, in the beginning of the year, it was growing pains, but it was something there where that was like, okay, man, it's a reason why they let him get 53. He has an attitude that can turn into positive play. He, and it, You know, if it's, if it's handled well. If his attitude is going crazy, he's getting penalized. He is getting penalized. But at least what I can say is he's getting better, but he's consistent at getting better. So I, I would like to shout out Kendrick Green, Dan Moore, um, Najee Harris, Pat Fryer move, Trey Norwood. Man, it was just a lot of rookies, man, that's putting in work this year. Uh, like a lot of work. A lot of work. Like, guys, we have two rookie offensive linemen. And we have one that's in his second year. And I believe Chooks is in his third. And, you know, Trey Turner is the vet. But it's like we have kids at the offensive line position. And they're growing each game, getting better each game. And it's only helping Najee Harris, which is a rookie, you know, who's used to winning all the time and getting 100 yards of play. <laughs> You know, he's in the NFL where it's like it's not going to start off like that. And you have to grow with the offensive line. And I'm seeing improvements every week. Pat Fryer moved from not getting too many snaps to now 
it's to the point that, yo, we need to force this man to be a part of our game plan. Not where we're ODing with it. It's more so like he's he's very important. He's he's important. There was a reason why Big Ben had ton of success with Heath Miller, um, ton of success with a Heinz Ward, um, success with a Juju. Like guys that pretty much covered that area of the field. He could he could have had the same type of success with Eric Ebron, but you know, that was two sided, man. It was either Ben didn't get it there or Eric Ebron just dropped the ball. And boy, <laughs> he dropped the ball a lot. To the point that this year, man, it's tough. It's tough. He didn't get traded, but you know, it's tough going forward because we seen the emergence of a Zach Gentry who, and it's funny because Ben in his press conference today, he referenced, he compared them to Matt Spaeth. And I said that on the phone um, two days ago, actually. So, yo, Zach Gentry is kind of like a Matt Spaeth where we thought in the beginning because his size that, hey, man, we're going to take over. He's going to dominate in the receiving game to, yo, he blocks very well, but receiving is not a strong suit, but he's getting better. And it got to the point where Matt Spaeth was making a few catches, you know, on the other side of Heath. And look at Zach Gentry now. He's getting these 15-yard catches, and, you know, he's still blocking extremely well. And that only puts pressure on Eric Ebron to be the Eric Ebron that we know Eric Ebron can be, a pro bowler, you know? So I'm loving the fact that we have three tight ends to improve on the run game, to help the offensive line improve on the run game as well. Also kind of make the defense a little honest because they they try to really shut down the run, and that's when we get them with the plays. Now, Matt Canada's offense is not bad, y'all. It's not bad. It just not it just doesn't work when we can't run the ball. If we don't run the ball, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's gonna look crazy. The three announce is gonna look hard. Like, ah, uh, and I'm not talking about hard in a good way, just hard to watch. Like, ugh. Nasty. Disgusting. But when we able to run the ball, and guys, I know the days of Willie Parker taking it to the house 75 yards at any moment, um, those days is long gone. The Le'Veon Bell, I don't know. Like the line that Le'Veon Bell had, we don't have that, right? But we do have. A running back that'll take two and make that two a four, five, six-yard game. Or when the offensive lineman gives him at least two to three yards untouched, it's a first down or at least eight to nine yards. So we have the tools. We're just continuing to make that thing grow. And you know you're gonna see you're gonna see something great towards the end of the year, man. I can kind of count on it, guarantee it. Uh, you know, I don't want to guarantee it, man. Any given Sunday, man. Shout out to Jamie Foxx. Hello, Cool J and them, man. It's an old movie, Al Pacino. Make sure you watch it. If you ain't go watch it, go watch it. Matter of fact, pause this, go watch it, and come back. Matter of fact, oh, wait, wait, wait. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because that movie kind of long. You'll forget to come back. And this is going to mess all this up, man. But I will say this. Going into this game against the Chicago Bears is a Monday night game. Yes, yes, I'm going into it, y'all. I'm going into it. I'm going into it. I had to do my shout-outs. 
You know, I, I, that's you know what? I can't do that because I would have to shout out the defense too, man. I'd shout out the rookies, but let me talk about the defense. We have to keep in mind that Tyson Alawu, <laughs> my fault. Tyson Alawalu is out. You know, um, Stefan Tuit is out, and we're still uh, we're still pretty elite in stopping the run. Now, Nick Chubb is to, is, to me, I believe, like, he's a Brown. We know, blah, 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 blah. But I think Nick Chubb is the best back in, ball, in football. I think he is as far as running the football. All the other stuff, you know, we can debate it. But just running the football, I think it's him and then, like, Derrick Henry and probably a couple other guys, you know, in the mix. Najee's on his way, but only time would tell. I don't want to give him that crown right then and, like, right now. But we held... We pretty much made Nick Chubb not a factor, man. Nick Chubb can literally win a game by himself just by controlling the tempo and uh, getting first downs and wearing down defenses, and that didn't happen. So the fact that we was able to do that with young guys and Chris Wormley and, you know, uh, Harry Madu and a couple other guys, you know, in a mix, along with Cam – I'm about to say Cam Sutton. Salute to Cam Sutton, but Cam Hayward, who might be – I don't know, man. People might have to be like, hey, is Cam defensive player of the year material? Not material, but should he be a candidate? I think he should be a candidate. Y'all should let him know. Y'all should let him know. Stills for Seven Podcast stamped it right now. Cameron Hayward, you the guy. Oh, my fault. My fault. It's it's another guy over here that, you know, he may have deception to that. His name is TJ Watt. TJ Watt. Is a monster. Cam Hayward is a monster. It's like these two fellas here. We just waiting for Maker Fitzpatrick to like match their energy, y'all. And then all three levels, we can be like killer. Killer. They don't want those type of problems, man. It's these Chicago Bears, they're coming in. Well, matter of fact, hold on. Before I even get the blabbing and flabbing and blabbing and all that. Gave me my predictions. Let me make sure everything's correct here. All right. Yes, Monday night, November 8th. You know, my birthday is in two weeks. You know, we're going we gonna, to we gonna come back to that another time. But, well, a little under two weeks. But the Bears is coming to Hinesfield. With a rookie quarterback, and I'm going to be honest, y'all, one thing that I'm going to point out that I hope continues is that rookie quarterbacks have issues with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Most of the time, nine times out of ten, a rookie quarterback is going to fail against the Pittsburgh Steelers the first time around. So I'm looking forward to watching our defense. We're going to have them color rush jerseys, the good old color rush. Now, I'm still trying to, you know, I'm going to start a a petition, man. It's probably another one out there. If it is one, let me know. I'll sign it, man. We need to get those Killer B jerseys back. I don't know why people were hating them. You know, you got people saying, yo, they look like gel, gel. They like inmates, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, that's because that's what you want to see, all right? You want to see them as inmates. Them jerseys is hard. I like it. Give me two. Give me three, matter of fact. 
You know what I'm saying? But them color rush jerseys not bad. All black with that little yellow with the gold. Yellow gold. Nice nice little reflective. Saying so, nah, it's it's good, man. Um we don't know what the Bears gonna wear, but the Bears is definitely gonna come and lose, but they're not gonna come to lose. ESPN, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, I'm sorry. I won't be tuning in. I'm gonna need to actually pay attention to the game. So I don't wanna see I don't wanna see Peyton have his own edition of the Wings Challenge on Monday night. Which was funny. It was cool. It was cool, you know. Eli just being there, like, man, I, I still don't believe, I still can't believe I'm getting paid for doing this. That's the face Eli has, man, <laughs> when he does it. But salute to them guys. But I will not be tuning in. I will have to tune into the regular broadcast, Lewis Riddick and them. I don't really know the rest of them guys, but, you know, I'm going to tune in to y'all. I'm going to tune in to y'all, man. I'm not going to, I probably won't even listen to y'all, man. I probably had a, a volume on mute. Sometimes I don't like listening to the commentators, man, because, they take away from the game sometimes, and then they try to persuade fans to think away, and you know that's a whole nother conversation. But still, a nation. These Bears, who do we have to worry about? It's a couple guys on their defense. It's a couple guys. They still got Khalil Mack over there. They still got Khalil Mack over there. They got uh, what's his name, Eddie Jackson, safety. Pretty solid, isn't he? Yeah, man. It's pretty solid. Pretty solid. I'm going to give my full breakdown and prediction probably in a blog on Friday. But if I'm looking at this game, this is a game that the Steelers must win. Because, the, like I said, the schedule only gets harder from here. After the Bears, we see the Well, excuse me. Excuse me. After the Bears, we see the Lions, and then after that, that's when it gets harder. <laughs> it's funny because the Lions game is looking like that's going to be uh, – that should be the <laughs> – oh, that is the Thanksgiving game, right? No, they're going to actually have Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving, but it's whatever, man. That's my birthday game, the Detroit Lions game, <laughs> you know. So we're definitely going to walk through them, but then it gets harder. You know, we got the Chargers – then you got the Bengals, the Ravens, Vikings. Don't really understand the Vikings this year, but it's a Thursday night game. Anything can happen. Um, the Titans, which they're out. Derrick Henry won't be back by then. But we may have to see AP all day. You know, and hopefully, I and you know, I like all day, man. So hopefully he's on a roll so we can shut him down, you know. Then we have the Kansas City Chiefs. We don't know if they have their work cut out for them or not. We don't know. Then we got Cleveland again. Then Baltimore to wrap the season up. So it only gets harder after next week. So we have to win these two weeks coming. The Bulls, I mean, excuse me, not the Bulls. Thinking about basketball. Sorry, y'all. Um, the Bears and the Lions, both of these animals have to be put down before we go charge up. And put down another animal <laughs> and then knock a bird out the sky and get in a fight with a couple of Vikings and Titans and Chiefs. Hey, man. <laughs> man, I could have kept that going, but I'm going to let that be that, man. But, hey, it's funny because, you know, if you guys have been in tune or if you're just getting in tune, um, earlier in the beginning of the season, I made a prediction 
episode. Dag, that ad came out of nowhere, didn't it? But anyway, like I was saying, man, um, episode 65 back. That was the preseason predictions. Shout out to the Stiller chat. You know, Deandra, I had her up here. You know, we predicted the whole season. And this is our take from the Chicago game, basically predicting the Chicago game. And I'm not going to lie. It don't sound too bad, man. It don't sound too bad, man. Like I said, this is warning, 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 preseason prediction. You know, this is what we thought in the beginning of the year. And let's see how it sounds compared to where we at right now as the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here we go. But this next one, though. This next mm-hmm. one is going to be one of those things where we going to love it. The Pittsburgh Steelers fans going to love it because – Rookie quarterbacks versus the Pittsburgh Steelers defenses. It don't really fare that well. It don't really fare Mm-mm. that well, man. And Mm-mm. if they have Andy Dalton out there, yeah, Andy knows us, but Andy knows he can't mess with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, he don't want these problems. He like, you know, look, so <laughs> I'm good. I actually think I'm that the kid this. is going to start. I think that um, Fields, the kid Fields, yeah. he's going to end up starting by the time he see us and it's not gonna look good. It's gonna look like Kyler Murray's for uh game against the Steelers. Yeah, running off <laughs> all over the place. Looking lost. Yeah, it, it, looking it, lost. It's gonna so be yeah, one of those. I, and this is a home game, too. Right, right. It's a home oh, game. Yeah. Hold on, let me show. Yep, it's, yep, a, home it's game. a home game. Yep, 815 Monday. I don't know who's on the ESPN crew. But y'all better not disrespect. Yeah, Monday night game, the Bears are going to try to show up. They're gonna try. They got some young. They got some young talent, but they're young talent. Yeah, they're gonna try. They're gonna. They're gonna try to market this for Justin, and you know, make it all glitz and glammy. But we all know what's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're gonna come in town, and they're gonna leave with an L. That's what's going to happen. That's a fact. That's a fact. If I had yeah. to get a score for this game, this is going to be one of those games where our defense show up, up. Like, mm-hmm. this is going to be a 21-3 game, Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to give them 10. I'm going to give them 10, and I'm going to give us 20, 20, 20, 23, 23-10 Steelers. Because I feel like, if we run up, we're going to take it easy like we like to do. You know, we can run the score. We probably get like 17 in the first half or something and then, mm. you know, start off slow in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can happen. I could, it happened before. It happens. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely know what you mean about that. <laughs> <laughs> Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Not too bad. I ain't going to lie. That. Uh, I kind of feel the same way, man. I kind of feel the same way. Um, I actually said it earlier. It's funny how I said it earlier. And then, you know, listening back at what I said in the preseason, I stand on it. Rookie quarterbacks have issues against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Is this a lot to handle? You don't know who's coming, who's not coming. But I will tell you this, though. We're not blitzing as nearly as much as we used to. We're depending on, you know, our edge rushers and basically our front to get the pressure. For the most part, 
they've been doing the job. We haven't had to send an extra guy, you know, but anything is possible, especially when the rookie quarterback is that back there. You want to kind of confuse them a little bit so I can see us moving around a lot. And and the, the good part about actually playing a Justin Fields is that we have experience with running running quarterback, Lamar Jackson, former MVP. Um, and y'all can't tell me Justin Fields is better than Lamar Jackson. You can't tell me that. If you do tell me that, I'm not going to believe you. But that's just me. I think that that still applies. And the Bears, you guys going to have a long night. But I will do another blog giving my full, full, my, you know what, not full, my final prediction of this game. I'm going to give it to y'all, and y'all going to have to see it on the Stiller for 7, excuse me, Stillers for 7 podcast YouTube page. You're going to have to see it there because it won't be on the podcast because I'm about to wrap this thing on up, y'all. Um, You already know, man, it's the Venture Season Network. Stills for Seven Podcast, episode 75. I don't have a title yet, but I might name it something. <laughs> I might name it something, man. Hey, salute to everybody that followed the Stills for Seven Podcast movement. People that's in the groups, people that's in the, you know, that follow the IGs, follow the Twitters. Stills for Seven Pod on Twitter. That subscribe to the YouTube pages, get engaged. You know, don't hesitate to holler at me, man, because I talk back. I'm not one of them that's going to just blow you by your Just let me know how you feel about everything. If it makes sense, I'll reply. If it don't make sense, I'm going to reply with the same amount of energy. <laughs> but it's your man, Kev. Easy, man. Still is for seven podcasts, episode 75. It's almost that time to grade that second quarter, man. Second quarter of the season is almost over, you know. I'm just going to have to grade that soon, so y'all be on the lookout for that next week. But it's your man, Kev Easy. I, I said it like three times already, right? You can follow me everywhere at Kev Easy, K-E-V-E-Z-E, for those who don't spell well. You know, I don't judge. I may talk my shit, but that's about it, man. Make sure you put on your 3D glasses, because we're coming straight at you. Running from the space. 30 30, I'm back. 30 30, I'm back. This is 530 Jack. Rolling with the choppers, catch a case. Nah, no. We gon' dump the chopper after we dump it for show. Run up on the op, squeeze the Glock, yeah, po. Man, make it rain like we just did your hoe. Yeah, she just drizzled, man. I ain't gotta get into it. Kev, easy roll up out since I had a Buick. I don't understand how you niggas listen to music. Cavies, I rode around like I'm acting like I'm stupid. Niggas rolling with a dumb dumb, not cock back like it's fun. I don't care what you saying, homeboy, I'ma make sure you run. Run up the block, homeboy, go to police. You trying to get help from one time, one time for me. It's me one time, reaching for my peace. Click clack, click clack, pow pow, niggas deceased. I don't understand how you wanna talk, boy, you know it's me. If we pull up, dog, you going down, that's for real. 